everybody. This is Dr. Stephanie again. Welcome to August, the month of romance. That's right. August is officially named Romance Awareness Month. Romance Awareness Month is celebrated in August. And it offers a moment to reflect on your, let's just say, our relationships, right? The summer ending and the stress of the holidays around the corner, this month is perfect for helping you and your partner keep alive while growing closer together. Romance Awareness Day is celebrated on August 14th. It's coming up. Are you ready? All right, it's time. That's right, another broadcast of the Z Spot, formerly known as the Thrive NX podcast. Talking about Romance Awareness Month. But hey, what if you're not partnered up this month? Do you just skip over this month and wait with bated breath for the person of your dreams to come up, show up, and identify themselves? I know that's probably uh, the posture that a lot of people are taking, especially women, and you know I'm talking to you. How excited are you, okay, about the prospect of love coming? All month long, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to even mandate that you celebrate Romance Awareness Month, even if you are not booed up this month. So why did they choose August? I mean, I've been looking up this stuff and kind of trying to figure out who came up with Romance Awareness Month. Well, August the 14th is actually six months away from Valentine's Day. That's right. You got six months to get strategic about love, loving yourself, loving your God, and loving other people. And if you haven't found love yet, maybe maybe this is a good month to get strategic. Perhaps it's the month when you finally admit you're still hopeful. Maybe this is the month where you get your faith in alignment with the Word of God that promises that God is love, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Now, I'm not talking about just the surface knowing because a lot of that happens in our relationships with God. We don't go out into a deep place where we stay really where it's safe, not just with God, but sometimes we stay where it's safe with ourselves and with other people. So this month, it's important that we know God, first of all, intimately um, at a deep level, where we freely give ourselves to God, freely freely just raise our hands, lift our voices and say, okay, here I am, God, it's me. I need to know how to love. We have to know that God is on our side, that he's committed to provide for us, care for us, and that he is absolutely accepting of us. Are you ready to go deeper? All right, so let's just talk for a few minutes. That's the first relationship I think we need to get straight this month. I think we really do need to get straight on the relationship that we have with God. This relationship super important, right? Super important that we recognize where we are with him. Recognize that when we talk about real intimacy, Real, real relationship with God, that's so critically important. Now, I don't know about you, 
But this thing with God has to be more than about what we do externally with what most people see as the trappings of religion. So I go to church. What does that really mean? Does that satisfy on a deeper, more intimate level? Sometimes even that, that whole church thing seems to be so routine, so methodical. I mean, I think we learned a lot during uh, the pandemic about what it means to be in church and not necessarily the church. We can get up, we can get ourselves dressed, we can move forward, we can go to the sanctuary, we can sit down, we can listen to the sermon, and when we are prompted, <laughs> you know, when we're prompted to show love, and they say, can someone worship? When we're prompted, we'll raise our hands. When we're prompted, we'll lift our voice. When we're prompted, we'll sing a song. And it's often becoming almost robotic, right, in that kind of relationship. So this month, let's start with that relationship with God, won't you? I hope you'll, you're open to that because I really, really believe that it's going to be very difficult for you to love yourself and love other people if you don't have that God love kind of thing on a real, real, you know, good playing field, a good level with God. Uh, so going to church, that's wonderful. Nothing against that. But don't make it routine. Don't let it get methodical. Um, because really, some of our relationships, even our romantic ones, can really get to the point where they start to be feeling as if they're on autopilot, that you can do it even if you don't exert yourself. Now, what kind of romance is that? If it's Romance Awareness Month in August, we need to really raise our level of intimacy to a whole new level. Wouldn't you agree? Now, if you don't, the thrill can leave you and you can be locked into a relationship that really borderlines on drudgery. That's why it's important to infuse your relationships with some excitement, even for yourself. Now, there's a very clear verse in the Bible that calls us to love ourselves. So we want to do that. We're loving God. We're going to be intimate with God. But even though the first clause speaks about loving other people, you know, love your neighbor, those neighbors that um, we call, you know, uh, our circle of influence, our close connections. But it established a, a direct correlation to our ability to love others with the commitment to really practice a genuine love for ourselves. And I'm going to go out on a limb today and say that I don't believe we do that really well. We neglect ourselves. We give out too much. Uh, we fail to establish you know, the kind of clear boundaries and the benchmarks for what we expect for ourselves. And then we allow ourselves to be placed in situations where we are not giving or receiving the best. We allow ourselves to stay in relationships, to stay in places where we are tolerated and, and not celebrated. Y'all remember that movie, the movie Coming to America? I, I know you do, because sometimes when I look at that movie all over again, I find myself I've seen it so many times. It's, it's become almost cultic that I can say the 
the, the words, the, the script all the way around with all the way, you know, with the actors. I know what's going to come next, but there's a special part in there. Okay, you all remember, um, it's the when Imani, who's the intended bride for Akeem, for Prince Akeem, they, they are introduced to each other. And Amani, Imani, she couldn't even articulate her likes and her desires. So when Akeem said, well, let me, tell me a little bit about you. What do you like? And she says, anything you like. <laughs> what, what, what kind of food do you like, Imani? Well, whatever food you like. It was funny. You know, we laughed at it. Here's this beautiful woman. She's dressed in this beautiful dress. And she was just, just hilarious. Now, on the surface, it looks funny, but it really wasn't so funny because I believe that what we see there with Imani um, was a woman who felt the only way she could be worthy of love was to be uber agreeable, right? To forsake her own desires, you know, to become consumed with someone else, with, with what someone else wants. When you do that, Imani, <laughs> you end up barking like a dog, you know? You end up acting like operating in ways that is so foreign to you. It's demeaning to you for you not to think more highly of yourself than that. We don't want to go around like we are, you know, in a relationship where someone pulled in the strings and we're the puppet that's just dancing to the song that they're playing. We don't want to lose ourselves. So this one, here's what I, I, I believe I want to do and what I encourage you to do. This one, I want you to take a minute. No, don't, don't, no, not a minute because that's just, that's nothing. I want you to take some incredible, valuable time to think about who you are. And I know I need this so much this month. Think about your value, right? Maybe you stand in front of a mirror and, and really look yourself in the eye. Take a minute to look at yourself. And then maybe just say something nice to you. Tell you the you that you see, the reflection that you see, just how wonderful you think you are. That's what we need to do. We, we need to, during this month, where it has been deemed Romance Awareness Month, romance yourself. That's right. Affirm yourself. And then before the month is over, I want you to do something really special just for you. I mean, don't skimp on this now. I want you to make it nice. Make it meaningful. Do something um, that puts a smile on your face. You deserve it. In other words, like I said before, romance yourself. How can you do that? Well, and I believe that we're worthy of it. So why don't we just carve out some special time this month in August to spend some intimate time alone? First of all, with God, and then some special time with yourself. All right, let me not get in ahead of myself because I, I want to talk about this intimate time alone with God first. Now, I can honestly say that I'm really busy. I mean, I am always going somewhere, doing something, um, connecting with people. 
I am working really hard because I'm charging after some goals. And I know a lot of you all are too. You got some things in your mind that you want to do and, and you're, you're bent on it. You, you want to make it happen this year. So I, I'm really alone with myself. And so I'm really alone with God. But this month, I'm making a date with God, me and him, him and me. We're going out someplace. And I think I've got just the right spot so that I can bask in God's presence. I can breathe deeply of God's spirit and then hear him speak to my heart. I think he really does have something he wants to share with me, something he, he I won't say he can't do, maybe he won't do while I'm running around in a posture of doing. You know, I, I can really give Sister Martha in the Bible a run for her money. I, I really can. You remember Martha? She was a sister who was busy doing stuff while Jesus was a visitor in her house. She was cooking and cleaning <laughs> while her sister Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet. And and then Martha, Martha got a serious tude because Mary wasn't helping. Now, I, I can understand how Martha felt. And the last thing I want to do is make light of, of that story in the Bible. I think a lot of people, they, you know, we read the Bible, we, we hear the stories, and we, we don't really think about those stories. We don't really dig deep enough and, and turn the lens of the story around so that we can see from the perspective and the vantage point of everyone there. And so in this situation with Mary and Martha, we understand that Martha's busy and we understand that Mary chose the better things, but I, I really, you know, I can, I can understand what Martha was doing. I mean, you've got guests coming over. Somebody, somebody's got to fix the meal, right? I mean, what was Jesus expecting to eat if somebody didn't bang some pots? So Martha's in there and she's, cooking. She's preparing. She's serving. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this date that you're going to make with Jesus, make it meaningful by breaking up your routine. I know things have to be done. I know you've got objectives to meet. But so what? So what if the floor doesn't get mopped for a couple of days? So so what if a, a few more clothes pile up in the laundry basket? All right, here's one more. So what if you have to bump someone else off your schedule? Just do it and, and give God some priority this month. Now let's agree on a time. How much time would be meaningful? Well, how much time do you think a regular date night would be? I mean, if we add up travel time, you know, getting back and forth to the venue. Let's say it's dinner. I mean, at a, and I'm not talking dinner at McDonald's, you know, drive through. No, I'm talking about nice restaurant where you have to sit down, look at the menu, engage with the server, let them prepare the meal, bring it to you. You eat it. You have a conversation with your dinner partner. Um, maybe look at the dessert menu, pay the bill. Chit chat a little bit after the dinner is over, and then say your 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 fond farewells. Get back in your car and go home. How how much time do you think that might be um, for that kind of 
you know, outing? Well, I think minimum, that's a four-hour date. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Sometimes it could be more, but for the sake of, you know, just finding a time, let's commit to four hours. So sometimes during the month of August, let's see if we can carve out a four-hour date just for you and God. Now, that does not include your prep time. I, I think, I think you know, you need to be ready to be picked up, make your way to the venue, and then you'll have a four-hour window just to spend time with you and God alone. So I, I think I've got what I'm going to do. So I, I live by the lake, and I love the water. The water calms me. I, I love to look at it. I think there's something very special about just sitting somewhere and looking at the water. So I think I'm going to take God to the lake. I'm going to stock up my my basket with treats, you know, grab my Bible just in case he wants to point me to a scripture. Um, I'm going to charge my phone up so I can play some tunes and then I'll take my journal so I can take some notes. Just in case, four hours along with God ends up being a time when he communicates with me and I think about who I am to him. Now, what are you going to do this month of August? Do me a favor and comment on this podcast. Send me send me a message. Reach out to me on social media. What are you going to do for your four hours during the month of August, just you and God? Now, I want to talk to you about you, okay? What are you going to do for you? Have you ever taken yourself out? What what do you like to do? As we talk about August being Romance Awareness Month, I know some of us are still longing for that relationship, or you may be in that relationship, and you're using this month to come up with something creative for your love interest. That's wonderful. What about yourself? Four hours alone with God. Maybe another four hours just for you. What would you do if it's just you? You dress yourself up. You take yourself somewhere. Do something for you. Maybe it's maybe it's a spa day. Maybe it's the restaurant you always wanted to go to. I don't know. But whatever it is, make it meaningful. Make it impactful. Make it tweetable. <laughs> Make it, you know, something that you want to post on your, your Instagram. Make it something that every time you think about it, you, th- you can't wait to go back. Whatever that is, something unique, something inspiring, just for you. Now, I think there are a lot of times that I'm talking to women because sometimes we as women, we don't want to do anything for ourselves. We we do things for other people. Um, we do too much sometimes for others and we neglect ourselves. This month, I, I want to caution you because I want to see your relationships thrive. I want to see you moving into that relationship, that God-ordained soul relationship that really does you know, sharpen you and inspire you and thrill you to your bones, right? 
but it is very difficult to enter into a relationship with other people if you have not really entered into a really healthy relationship with yourself. And I, I'm going to be honest that there have been times in my life when I wasn't in a really healthy relationship with myself. I didn't do myself justice. I don't know what it will take for you to finally understand how valuable, how amazing, how brilliant, how fearfully made you are. But this month, we've got to carve out another four hours just for you. Now, I haven't decided what I'm going to do this month, but I bet that um, just a little research could help me. The, the challenge that I think I'm going to have is being able to do it by myself. I, I don't know about you, but I feel like there are times when um, I always have someone saying, what are you doing? Where are you going? Can I go? And I want to be able to say, no, this is something I just want to do for me. How many of you all are mothers out there? I remember when my daughter was, was um, young, um, I would try to go to the bathroom. And while I was in the bathroom, sometimes she would come to the bathroom. She she would kind of look under the door. She's like, mom, mom. And I'm thinking, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> Can I get some time? I think it's amazing. It's wonderful that God has placed us in relationships with other people. But I think it's a very clear concept that you cannot pour from an empty place. So instead of waiting for someone else to pour into you, give yourself a little water. You're drooping. You, your lip. The, the, the leaves on your life are looking a little yellow. Like maybe you're not getting everything you need. Give yourself something special this month. Four hours for God. All right? Four hours for yourself. And that might mean maybe you take yourself out to your favorite restaurant. I remember when I was, you know, people were, you know, asking me during a date, well, what do you like to do? And I would talk about, well, I like to, I love jazz. I love the theater. I love going to museums. And then someone asked me the question, well, when's the last time you did any of those things? Just think about that for a second. All right. So we have uh, um, our assignments. We're going to spend some quality time because we're romancing this month in so many different facets of our being. Now, finally, I just want to talk to my sister girls, those of us who are still single. Oh my, this could take some time, but let me make it quick. I have a couple of messages to share. Number one, for all you sisters, Stephanie, you, you included sis, stay hopeful. No matter what the odds are, stay hopeful. Stay open. Anticipate that love is just around the corner and walk out like you're about to come face to face with it any day. Could it happen? Absolutely it could. As a matter of fact, in my next podcast, you're going to meet a woman who experienced it firsthand. Now she calls her experience manifesting Black love. Jerry Hampton Massey got married last year and she's celebrating her one-year anniversary this month. She and her husband, Marvin, 
right this very moment are vacationing in Jamaica right now. Now, this lady has a crazy powerful testimony. She met, dated, and married in less than a year. I know that boggles the mind, right? But you need to please, please don't miss next week's podcast because Jerry has a process that you have to hear about. All right, so stay open. Number two, expand your circle. Expand your circle. Meet some new people. Get out of the house. Get creative about meeting and connecting with other people. Now, here's a spoiler alert. Jerry met her husband in a Facebook group. Let me let that sink in for a minute. Now, I can hear you. Maybe I should say I could hear us, you know, the super spiritual Christians huffing right now about online dating. But what if, just what if God told you to explore meeting love in a different way? He would never do that, right? I mean, God would never tell you to find love in a Facebook group or on the internet. But let me for a minute get back in my preacher mode. Come here, Naaman. Tell us about how you felt when you asked for a healing and and, and the prophet told you to go dip in the nasty Jordan. What was your reaction, Naaman? The Jordan? I mean, that's almost like dipping in a cesspool. Nobody asked you to forsake your Christian values on the internet. I believe you can stay Christian and still be open to different means of meeting people. So now you've got to stay open and you have to expand your circle. I could talk all day about, you know, if you really want to fish, maybe you need to get out of that same pond. Um, we have to we have to expand our thinking. We have to be open, right? So we have to try again. Let's let's try again. Let's try again, even if you've counted up the odds. Try again, even if you've had minimal success in the past. Let me say that I, I can identify with you. I believe we can find romance, though, if we launch out into the deep and cast our nets on the other side. So that's my advice for singles. That's um, my advice to, to women who have listened to all of the statistical analysis. It's my advice to you, even though you have been wounded very deeply in the past and disappointed, try again. Open up yourself, expand your circle, and try again. Open up the eyes of your understanding. Think about what if, what if love was just around the corner? Now, that's my advice for singles. Let's talk about the married folk right now. If you're married this month, do something super special for your spouse. Now, you've got to start with discovery because I think a lot of times as we grow in our relationships with each other, if you're married, you may feel like you know that person you know, more than you've known anybody. You know them inside out, what makes them sing, what makes them smile. You may think that you've got a real good handle on everything, but maybe try a little bit of discovery. Ask some questions this month. Try to find out how that person has grown. What's what's in their mind right now? What's the one thing that your spouse loves to do, but always puts off because of time, 
money, or logistical challenge. Can you make it happen this month? Maybe it's his desire to travel to exotic locations. Can you make it happen in August? Well, of course not. Dr. Stephanie, you can possibly plan an exotic location unless you're really kind of wealthy. But what if you just have meager means? Well, why not create an oasis, an exotic place right where you live? I always tell people that it's really not about, you know, having all of the resources that you need to make things happen. I believe that there are times when all you need is some creativity, some imagination, so that you can create something even though you don't have everything you need. A little creativity can go a long way. Think about how you can create a spot, a space, a romantic getaway right in the middle of your living room. And then maybe if you really want to take them to that exotic place, present them with a promissory note and a process or a framework for starting to save for that future reality. Whatever you do this month, make it meaningful. Make it fresh. Make it thought-provoking. Make it memorable. It's time. I know you are worth it all. I know that love did not abandon you. I know that your relationships don't have to grow stale. Your relationships don't have to be like watching paint peel. Your relationships can thrive. Are you ready? August, it is Romance Awareness Month. If you don't do anything else, romance your God, romance yourself, and prep, prepare for love finds you. Be open to it. Get ready. Pray about it. And then if you really want to do something practical, and I've already started on that pathway, I want you to meet Jerry Hampton Massey. Join her on the podcast this month so that she can share with you exactly what she did to manifest Black love. It is so cool, y'all. You can't, I can't wait for you to see what she did. Until then, I'm Dr. Stephanie saying you are worth it all. Romance is your portion. It's what you deserve. I'll see you next time on the Sea Circle Podcast.